You have to understand. I used Please to, understand. I used to go um, to, you know, raves and play at raves. Oh, yeah. So you have to, you're just used to talking loudly. I'm just deaf. Because you have to. Oh, oh, that. there's that too. It's like someone wearing headphones that doesn't know they're talking Yeah. Loudly. It's like after years and years and years of, you know, going to parties. The and rave scene. Listening to loud music and playing loud music. And yeah. I, 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 but I think, yeah, it comes from that. It's like. Because when you're at a party and you're like, hey, what's up? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, no one's like, going to hear you. Unless, like, you can hey, read, unless you're reading gone. lips, no one knows what you're saying. But yeah. the conventions are the same thing. Like at exactly. E3, you have to talk up. Yeah. And that was the same case at something like Oculus Connect yeah. last week. Yeah. Because I was talking to Greg about my interviews. Um, but yeah. So it was, like, it was kind of the same thing. And I was like, you know, I I, I don't know. Just please understand. Just speak it, up. I was like, Please, I, yeah. I guess you have I, to do it. I, what I can do is hold the mic a little bit further away from me at times. But it's hard to. It's not like you have. It's not like there's some little holographic mark that you always know where to put the mic to. Yeah, I, know, I don't you know. Greg, do Greg has that muscle memory. Greg, well, Greg does like three thousand interviews a day at those yeah. shows. You know what I mean? So like, I think he he's just a pro. Yeah. And he always likes to poke at me and like tell me what's wrong with my interviews yeah. just to prove that he still has value. Yeah. Meanwhile, if we let Greg off his leash, he'd give every game 10 out of 10. Or like 0 out of 10, like Destiny 2. <laughs> Greg operates on a two-point scale. It's like either the whole worst game ever or greatest game. God's gift to gaming. Yeah. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO of Shack News. I'm editor in chief of Shack News. I chief emailer of Shack News. Oh, and you wrote one today. I sure did. We'll, we'll get into that. With me, as usually, making the long trek across the the the, the, the mean streets of Canton, Ohio. Have to start reimbursing me for gas, man. That that two mile drive, <laughs> David Craddock. <laughs> Thank hey, you for stopping by. You're Rocking welcome. your Shack News 20th anniversary t-shirt. I pulled this out today. 
It's Gotta love that. Pro- we, you need a yearly T-shirt, I, I think. Yeah, 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> just like keep checking them off. Just every year at E3. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. Last year's shirt at E3, or this year's, I should say. This year's is good. It was wildly successful. You can just say it was good. It was like... It, it, it was a hot ticket item. I think you ran out beyond by beyond expectations. Like, I think we made like 500 of those shirts, and they were gone very rapidly. Yeah. I think it might have been... A, Maybe a thousand. I can't remember. Well, it could have been ten thousand. When you put a dog, a puppy, yeah, as cute as Lola on a shirt, it's just gonna go. Yeah. So our, you know, thank you for joining as usual. As oh, usually, happy um, to be here. Our third chair is actually chilling in the corner in her Mickey Mouse bed. It's Lola, the yeah. puppy, the chair puppy. Well, she's producing today. Yeah. She's just keeping an eye <laughs> she, on. Things. She's like, okay. She's she heard in the booth. She, she heard the pregame conversation. She's yeah. like, ooh, okay. I'm gonna let you guys talk. Yeah. Just so do yeah. your thing. Um, I'm back. I'm not traveling this week. Oh wow! I'm, I'm not traveling for a little bit. Yeah, Taking I don't a know. Breather. Yeah, think. We're think, well. Think we're Jesus. at. We're near the end of October, so there aren't too many events left in the calendar year. Well, there's TwitchCon this weekend. There, well, there's TwitchCon, but I mean, after that, I think there's PSX, the Video Game Awards. Is that it? Yeah, I think that those those usually wind down the calendar year. That should be December. it. So. Yeah, and then the Shaq News Awards. Yes, well, we don't have to travel for those. No, we don't. Other so. people are going to have to come to Canton, Ohio, if they want their awards, though. Yeah. Otherwise, Lola will be accepting on behalf of all the winners. Sure, sure. I think it's going to be a fine time. Yeah. So I don't know. Did I just break news that we're having the Shaq News Awards? Ta-da! Yep. I don't have any special sound effects planned, but... Oh, I provided one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my many talents. That's why I need to be here. Yeah, I don't I'm like. I don't have a soundboard. I'm not fancy like the Cartridge family, no, 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 our, no, no. You know, our sister podcast. Right. Because anyone who thinks Star Fox is a franchise without staying power, I, I will fight you yeah. on, on multiple social media platforms. They made that very clear this last weekend to yes, the Partridge family. Yes, you did. You know, I've been wondering. I have I have a SNES Classic, but I've only been playing Mario World. Yeah, of course. Uh, Best game ever. But, oh, yeah, sure. Like, who can fault me, really? No. But how <laughs> is Star Fox 2? How does that rank in the pantheon of Star Fox games? I haven't even played it yet. Yeah. I I, I, I haven't had time to just... No, I, I haven't had time either. Like, it's been it's been very busy. And there's, there's games that we need to get, you know impressions of and yeah and i was at oculus connect trying out great games yeah you know so i you're living out who of a has time for out a, a little, briefcase yeah who has time and literally a carry-on yeah uh, but who has time to carry that thing around and plug it into hotel tvs no, no. it is portable but if it doesn't have its own screen yeah i, I can't drag it and it's almost like i would have rather had star fox 2 on switch like almost everything else there you go you know what i'm saying yeah it's it's a little bit of that feeling to me but you know John Benjamin claimed on the on the on the Cartridge Family episode last week that Star Fox he's shocked that it became a franchise with staying power, and I'm like, you forget that when Star Fox came out, that was cutting edge technology. Yeah, 3D polygons on the Super Nintendo. That was a big space deal. shooter. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, it had nods to movies. It was actually kind of cinematic. For a 16-bit cartridge. Uh, and you know the interesting thing about the original Star Fox is it was it was very much in vogue because that was an era. The 8 and 16-bit eras, uh, shmups were in vogue. Yeah. And Star Fox really was a shmup. It was just yeah. a, a 3D kind of you know behind-the-ship sort of game rather than a side-scroller. Totally. Or a vertical scroller. That's absolutely right. Uh, it was just it was very high-end. And, you know, I think that game, I think that game was good, but certainly it was the graphics. 
mm-hmm. that turned heads. But it was Star Fox 64 when people were really like, all right, that was Star Fox is the here. final. That was the best form of Star Fox that's yeah. ever been created. Yeah. It was pure. Yeah. And it was that same it was that same thought process that went into the original Star Fox that they finally saw the vision of right when it came to 64. That's how cutting edge that game was. Yeah. And that's that's actually why they canned Star Fox 2 on SNES yeah. because they said, "You know what? We've got the Ultra 64 project yeah. reality brewing rather than do another 3D game on the SNES. We'll we'll fully realize it on a 3D yeah. console." Yeah. And you know, I think that's why I, I hate the term, oh, the game doesn't hold up. I'm like, if you look at it in historical context, yeah. the game holds up marvelously. Yeah. You know? It's a fantastic game. Yeah, that's like saying, oh, what's the big deal about Pong? Like, yeah. we wouldn't be here if not for Pong. So I was getting I was getting frustrated. I was getting that old man yells at Cloud uh, vibe going uh, sure. on, on the social medias this weekend about our, you know, to our, 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 our fellow podcasts on the Shackneys. You know, we're the official Shackneys podcast. They're... <laughs> They're the Cartridge family, you know. They have a home here at Shack News. Yes, they do. So Extended family, the Cartridge yeah. family. We're like, it's like cousins, or Jetsons meets the Flintstones or something. Sure. You but know you mean? know what? Arguments break out at the family dinner table. That's for sure. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, let me talk about another argument. Okay. With, with, some, with the company that I consider family. All right, let's go. I'm mad at Nintendo. Oh, we're we're kicking off with this. Yeah. So set the stage here. You you wrote a uh, you know an email to them this morning, but what what precipitated this? What kicked it off? Okay. Mario Odyssey's coming up. Yes. At, what eight days? Eight days away. Eight days. Less than eight days if yeah. it releases at midnight. Right. Eight days until Mario Odyssey is coming out, mm-hmm. and you've had the edge. They gave it a ten out of ten. They got access to a copy. Yeah. And we're able to review it. And then early. I'm sure week, they got that copy for free. I'm sure. And we're they able did. to review it. Yeah. Early. Yeah. And then Famitsu. Yep. Just a couple of just, days ago. Just a couple of days ago. Re- released their review. Right. With early access to the game. And a special embargo just for them. Right. Those and are going to be the only two reviews for a little while. So th- those exist. Yep. We don't have. A review copy of Mario Odyssey at Shack News. No, and I've talked to a lot of websites that I respect in the industry. I don't. I don't want to quote any of them because they were off the record conversations. Okay, but they were people who own and run reputable Nintendo news sites and other sites. Right. That I know have never broken an embargo. Mm-hmm. That I know. These are heavy hitters too. Some of them. Yeah, like really, really high quality sites. Right. And we're all being shunned. Right. Shack News included, Modojo included, GamerHub included, because somebody released the 3DS game with the Mario and Luigi Super whatever. Oh, yeah, the newest Mario RPG type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Someone leaked that ROM on a subreddit. And A uh, person who got early access to that game then went on to leak it on a subreddit. And Nintendo is using this moment as a time to say, we're going to have a tiered review schedule. Saying certain outlets get the copy. I didn't realize it went that granular. Yeah, there was an article. I'm class system. Yeah, there's an article on US Gamer that goes into this that they have multiple sources that are anonymous that 
reported this is what's going on. Wow, I did not realize that. Yeah, so certain outlets are going to get copies of Mario Odyssey, <laughs> and certain won't, and then maybe we w- we'll get it, maybe we won't before, but there, the only thing that I can say is that we're, the last communication I had with their PR was that they can't say anything until launch. Because Nintendo of America is really just, they're carrying out marching orders. Yeah, it's coming from Japan. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not damning anyone no, at Colin Harris. No, no shooting in, the messenger. No, I, I I understand what's happening. Yep, I think I laid out the facts pretty clearly. It sucks because Shaq News has been around for 21 years. We've been covering gaming news that whole time. I don't think that they've broken a Nintendo embargo or NDA in its 21 year history. Not that I know of. No, not one. And then myself, having been in the industry for 17 years. And I've I've written for multiple sites. I I started at a Nintendo fan site, yeah, called Tendo Box, to see that. And I've signed NDAs for years. It's like, come on, how are you going to treat us all this like this one person? The, the problem is like before I I didn't realize that Nintendo had created this tiered structure, you know, sending out review copies in waves apparently. Because my analogy was this is like the teacher punishing the whole class because one student misbehaved yeah but now i realize that it's not punishing the whole class she's kind of playing to the teacher's pets first and then just lower and lower down to the totem pole totem pole to the c students it, it's it, it feels like that like no it's Shag- playing favorites has, it is playing favorites and it's payola to a certain extent yeah because you look at the reviews that are coming out yep 39 out of 40 10 out of 10 shack news has never given a game a 10 out of 10 no so what's the incentive for any company to give us a review copy? Well, and, and that's well the, they're just going to give us one less score than the other site would. But it's going to hurt our overall Metacritic. It, yeah, yeah. Probably, I'm sure yeah. some accountant somewhere has a pie chart for why we're not getting our, why we're not getting a review copy. I, I guess I really just hate the idea of this tiered system because it's like you say we've we've worked with Nintendo for over two decades. We've never given them a reason to mistrust us and, and and we're just being punished for something we didn't even did we didn't even do and that sucks yeah no lola is now on the couch yeah lola's she, here she, she got fired up she heard she came getting, out of the booth she, she heard me getting riled up and she's like no you uh, guys need a puppy on the couch yeah and we appreciate it lola she's like i know but, you're mad at nintendo but just no seriously it was like uh all morning she was literally sitting on my lap she's like no you're too pissed off and i'm like yeah and i wrote that email because i I just I laid out what I just said. Yeah. And I have no shame in saying it publicly. No. And I I don't want to cite who else I talk to, but all I know is there are websites I really care about yeah. and have been reading for a long time. Right. You know, so it's like it sucks. It sucks to see the industry take another step like this. Yeah. Cuz it seems like an excuse to do this. Another domino has fallen. And you know, it's, it's not it. the first time. No, Bethesda did this what, last year with Doom. With Doom, uh, and I think they had, did they, they do it with Dishonored too. Yeah, last fall. It's weird. It's selective. Yeah, I think sometimes we get copies early from Bethesda. We got Evil Within too early. Yeah, we did. So sometimes you get them early. Sometimes you don't. And Chris Gerard didn't like that game. Right. So it's just funny. Like the games that are highly anticipated. Now we're not getting them early. Yeah. Although we got Shadow of War early. So it's it's becoming a very case-by-case basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, one thing that I stressed in the email is that, look, 
I own Shack News. I'm running Shack News. I'm not some YouTuber that's trying to scam a free game out of you. Yeah. I don't care if it's free or not. I'm not in this for the free game. No, no, no. That's... I'm trying to create content that will compete at launch. And when you don't give me any lead time, you're basically saying you're not any better than all these other people. Yeah. And, and it's like all these times that we've worked for you with you guys. And they had they sent me multiple PR releases today. News stories about <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. They won't reply to my email. They won't reply to my friends' emails, but the they'll send us more news about how great Nintendo's doing. And it's just very frustrating right now. It is, and I, I think my my issue is this is when I say another <laughs> Another domino has fallen. What I mean is, like we said, Bethesda last year put out uh, an official uh, communique yeah. to the industry saying we're no longer going to you know, consistently give out review copies early. Mm-hmm. You'll have to wait until launch or, or get your own. And that bothered me because Bethesda is one of the, the big dogs in publishing. So other publishers could look at their model and say, oh, well, if we don't need, need to give the game, if, if Bethesda is not giving game journals copies early, well, then we don't need to because they know they have, a, they have the marketing machine. They can either, they can do one of two things. A, they can, you know, go to their own YouTube or Twitch channels and just stay on message the whole time or B, give it to streamers who are, of course, just going to, you know, drive the hype train for them. Yeah. Because that, that, that you know, the YouTubers, the problem that I think a lot of fans don't realize is that YouTubers, streamers in general, they're not journalists. Really, they're fans. Mm-hmm. They are entertainers. Yeah. And now Nintendo doing it, you're basically going to the top of the period, the pyramid. And if, 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 if it doesn't even matter the reason, the fact that Nintendo is not giving out early review copies of i believe it's fire emblem warriors yeah or super mario odyssey super super mario it's the a biggest precedent. character it's a precident it's it sets said. a precedent yeah and other publishers are going to say well and if bethesda doesn't have to do it and, and nintendo doesn't feel that they need to do it then we're not going to do it either and it it really makes it makes me feel like we're one in a pack of dogs that are going to be fighting over a bone a single bone next yeah. friday no i i'm it's it's weird, man. It's when I look at this now, I'm like, it's frustrating from someone who's been in games journal journalism this long. Um, but just to have that relationship, you know, like I am a Nintendo fan. I I am too, and it just hurts. It hurts more. It does because you're like, if it's a company I don't care about, it's not gonna hurt as bad. Yeah. But when I'm a champion of this company, even last week, it was like a celebration of the Switch. Yeah. On our episode. Yeah. You know, too many Switch games is the name of the episode if you want to go back. Which is a good problem to have. You know, so it's like they're finally doing well. Right. And now they're treating us like crap. And Meanwhile, like the whole time during the Wii U. Yeah, this gets when I stood point. by that company. Yeah. Had a perfect relationship with us. Definitely like once again, I'm not talking about, oh man, I'm trying to get something no free for game. free. Bummer, yeah. I mean, you know, here's another example of this. Just year over year. We've given Nintendo the best game of show two years in a row at E3. Right. And we have a placard that we show up to their booth with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This year. Oh, let's talk about last year. What happened last year? Last year, Joe Torado, Steve Watts, right? Mm-hmm. They hand over the, the, the thing and they go, oh, wait a second. 
and they run upstairs and they get Shiguro Miyamoto yeah. to come down and take a picture with us with the award. This year, we give him, what, like three awards? Yeah. And the PR person's like, ugh, okay. And they just like throw him on a stack of awards. Yeah. Which might have well has been on fire. They might as well just throw it in the trash. Yeah. They're like, oh, thanks for your garbage. Bye. Yeah. And it was like, no, that we had no, there was nobody to talk to. And, no one. And that's another of my issues. I love Nintendo. And as a kid, I, Nintendo could do no wrong. I, you know, I was always on the Nintendo side of the fence during the, the playground arguments and the, in the 16 bit wars and what have you. But the fact is Nintendo very much has a Jekyll and Hyde complex and, and they've never tried to paint themselves as this, you know, perfect company. But when they're on top, they don't care about anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, when when they when they were in kind of a slump during the N64, the GameCube, the Wii U, they would reach out and they were more responsive to to anyone who who wanted to cover them. Yeah. Just like last year, you know, Steve and and Joe got to meet Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's something you'll remember for the rest of your life. Uh, this year with the Switch basically set to become the next Wii. Yeah, sure. They they just they don't care about burning bridges. No. No, they'll do whatever I, they want. It's not even that they don't care about burning bridges. They just don't care. They're like, yeah. oh, excuse us, juggernaut here. Yeah. It's like suddenly they turned into Apple overnight. Yeah. It's like they only they have two modes. They're like the turd miner begging with their hat in their hand. And then they're like, oh, we're Apple. I'm Steve Jobs. How you doing? And, and oh, f- oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk to you. You only have 10 million unique visitors. Ugh. Yeah. How many YouTube subs do you have? Oh, how many likes did that post get? The analytics behind this is what really makes me want to barf. Yeah. Because we can all go out there and buy a million likes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yep. It is so ridiculous what's happening right now. And it's like, it makes me look at this industry, man, and be like, why the hell am I in this? I'll be honest with you. At an existential moment this morning where I'm like, why am I still doing this shit? I could have just bought a house and gone live and lived on the beach and just chilled. Yeah. Not had to do it for Shack News every day. Right. You know, and it's like I spend money every month to keep the site alive. Sure. And then every single year, it just seems like the people who we are celebrating on our site, you know, the things that we create content with, the yeah. the the just the interviews that we shoot. Sure. It's like none of this matters. You know, it's like they're just like, oh, whatever and and the thing to remember there's is no there's no some game got pirated once yeah so forget shack news but the thing is <laughs> the thing is and I, I think it's important to stress we're not being singled out there are a lot of other sites no it's like great websites great I, websites. i'm not naming names no. i don't want to get anyone in trouble no but i can talk on behalf of shack news i didn't sign an nda about talking about not getting a review copy right <laughs> so I can no, talk I, about I, this. I, I, th- I think it's crazy that there are a lot of people, probably in your situation, who are like, what the hell? I did nothing wrong. I'm just trying to run my business here. Yeah. And there's people that are being invited to Nintendo preview events, right? Yeah. To come see Odyssey. And they don't have review copies. I'm going to go write a review based on playing the the demo kiosk at Walmart. Yeah. Maybe I, I should write my impressions for the, three, the, the E3 again. Yeah. How am I supposed to give this a 10 out of 10 right now? I, I, if it's a great game, I will. Yeah. How are you supposed to give it anything? I can't get it. I, I don't know. I don't get it, man. But Fire Emblem Warriors? 
Who gives a shit about that game? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like anyone gives a crap about Fire Emblem Warriors and they're acting like that's fucking the key, the keys to Pikachu's butthole or something. It's like whatever, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> get over yourselves, Nintendo. Like yeah. no one gives a shit about Fire Emblem Warriors. I can write the review based on Dynasty Warriors. Or yeah. Not even Hyrule Warriors. Nope. It's great. I played it. I played this I played the, a demo of it at PAX, at PAX West. I actually liked it. If you like the Warriors games, it's going to be fun. You know? There's Too bad. Review. Yeah. It's but it's it I'm like this is the precedent that we're going with. Yeah. And I'm like, that you sucks. know what? Indies who are out there listening to us, shout me out. We're we're going to be focused on indies. We're going to keep focusing on tech. Right. And just like do our thing cuz even though we're going to cover Switch. And we're oh, going to sure. cover the hell out of it. Yeah. I love that system. And we'll cover games on it. We'll I, cover I love everything Mario. about it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited about this. This is my favorite franchise. Yep. That's what's driving me nuts. Like <laughs> it sucks. It, it's it not sucks. like it's not like oh you know Asif likes. I pl- how long do you think it took to make Mario those Mario levels in in Maker? Yeah. How much do, how much does someone have to care to make a level as evil as Briefcase Level Five? How much do you have to love Mario? <sighs> yeah. To do that. And then have to beat it? And I fought for that game to be game of the year. Yep. You know, it lost. But, but you, I was there. You went to I was there championing that game yeah. on that system. Yeah. You know? And it's like, it's so frustrating, man, that this is the game. That they, you know, it yeah. could have been Zelda if they did this then. Oh. Right? Uh, see Before. That? See? That's the, this is a perfect example. Yeah. We had that early. We had a switch. They gave us a switch to review. Yeah. They gave me a th- an SNES classic to review. You know what I mean? Yeah. They gave me that stupid Mario game that that guy pirated to review. I didn't I didn't fucking turn it into a ROM and throw it on the internet. Yeah. Someone else did. But that I think that's the moment that they're going to they're going to mark is that's that's the moment that they are like we can't trust anyone and they can also justify it because the switch is still on top of the world they know mario odyssey that's the thing mario odyssey is going to sell even if a bunch of sites magazines come out and say actually no this is a turd a game's going to sell and they know it they don't need the early coverage yeah because it's mario it'll sell yeah it's mario it'll sell yep that's the review Mm -hmm. it's like we don't need you but what they don't understand is if you're a site like us, yeah, and then you you get to see, I don't know who, you would think that the larger sites, right? Like I I haven't talked to IGN, yeah, I don't know, but I'm guessing if any website gets it in the next week, they'll probably have it. Sure, I think anyone you know? who follows the industry could list like their top five picks for sites. Yeah, who would be most likely to get it? So I'm like, if we don't even fall in that, yeah. But even the fact that this exists now is what's sickening. Yeah. Because now it's a tiered strategy. No, that's what, that, that's what sucks. That's that's playing favorites. Yep. So that, as as a, someone who loves this company, I love it less as a result. Mm-hmm. It's like one of these moments where you're like, wow. And I was talking to other people who literally still write for fan sites. Yeah. And they're all hurt, man. It's different. This is different. This is Mario. And if you're a Nintendo fan... Come on. Yeah. That it's going to hurt differently than it does other times. Safer Fire Emblem Warriors. 
Yeah, for Fire <laughs> Emblem Warriors. Yeah. Like, yeah. anyone gives a shit about that game. Yeah. I, if you like that game, good. It's actually going to be... If you, It's going to be fun. Yeah, nothing I, against I played that, it. but... but I'm just saying that, that, they, that there's they're acting There's Mario, like, and there's everything else. They're acting like it's, like, part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that this is now... Like, we're really... One fucking asshole, dude. That's all it takes. Yep. One asshole out of thousands of people who are just working their butts off. Yeah. You know? It's hard out there. This is not... I, I talk about this repeatedly. It's incredibly tough to run a video game news website right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to run a YouTube channel. It's hard to do all of this. Yeah. There's a ton of content out there. It's super competitive. And now when you see the largest company in the industry, one of them, playing favorites... You're like, well, this is, it's, what's the difference between this and what Paola was? Yeah. What is the difference? That's all I can ask. You know, and it's like, as someone, you know, I bought this site, man. I, I had been a freelancer for years, but I had no, no one had ever paid me to write about games. No one ever paid me to write about games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was just doing it. But now that I'm like inside of the media, man. There's like days where you just wake up and you're like, I could have, I could have just kept in, I could have just kept throwing raves. Yeah. I could have literally just taken all the money and thrown parties. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it, that opportunity cost, the difference in my life that that would have been, it may, shit like this makes me think of that. Yeah. And it's just fucking annoying. It's a shitty day. It is. <laughs> I, I think it's been kind of a bad week. For the industry in general, uh, as long as we're talking about news, I, I have to to pour one out for Visceral Games. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I had a special connection to that company. When I lived in San Francisco and was writing for a billion people, I wrote for, I did some writing for EA Redwood Shores, Ears as it was known. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of connected to them. I worked for a company called TM that was based on site at ears and i would write instruction manuals i wrote the manual for lord of the rings conquest several wii games several ds games and i loved that company because i was there around the time that dead space came out and dead space is one of my favorite franchises i'm a big survival horror guy dead space in my opinion picked up the unlit cold torch that resident evil 5 let go out and just dropped and and carried action survival horror to the next level yeah I love Dead Space 1 and 2. Wasn't so keen on 3, but that's all right. 2 out of 3 is not bad. No, 1 and 2 were fantastic. And then we find out this week uh, EA announced that uh, the Star Wars game that was being developed at Visceral, headed by uh, Uncharted scribe Amy Hennig. Yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't living up to their expectation. It, they, they defined it as it was going to be a linear adventure-driven game, which means you know a strong single-player focus, strong campaign. Yeah. And they, the, the executive speak was thick. And strong. They basically said, we're going to take those assets and put them into another project with a broader scope, which many interpreted as we're going to make a, a microtransaction uh, multiplayer driven game. And they shut down Visceral. Visceral shut down. Nobody knows uh, Amy, uh, you know, what happened to Amy Hennig, if she's going to stay on, she'll be relocated to another branch VA, if she's going to keep working on this game. That to me, I, not only am I sad to see Visceral go because I, I just love Dead Space, I think that's probably the greatest thing they create and they should be proud of that but it's all it's always sad to see anyone in the industry lose their jobs yeah and also as someone who prefers single player games yeah this just depresses the hell out of me someone i think 
I think it was Polygon ran a story where it's like, if Star Wars can't make it, yeah, as, as that style of game, yeah, like nothing can, yeah. I tend to agree with that sentiment, but I also look at it like Doom, right? Wolfenstein Two. Ozzy mm-hmm. tweeted that out. Uh, Zelda, which I guess isn't linear, but but there's no multiplayer mode. There's no multiplayer. It's a single player game. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. The Witcher Three. Witcher Three. You know what I mean? Who, like, who knows? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We don't really know yeah. what uh, CD Projekt Red is going to do with that. And they're under. They're in some shit too. They are. And they are. But I, you know, I think unless things change, unless we learn otherwise, that's going to be a story yeah. first game. Sure. Nobody's going to buy that for the multiplayer. No. You know. No. So I think that the the arguments they gave were BS. Yeah, and I feel like once again it was an analytics-driven decision. It, it was because you know some other people, some other developers chimed in on Twitter and and brought up some interesting points. Capcom had very high expectations for Resident Evil Seven. Again, another single-player-driven game, and Capcom put a lot of eggs in the RE Seven basket mm-hmm. because you know Resident Evil f- had been kind of on fire for a while. Seven came out was very critically well received, and Capcom was saying, "Oh, we're going to sell four million copies in a month or two. That game came out in January. Apparently, they just hit 4 million units shipped, which does not mean sold through. Mm -hmm. So that game sold below expectations. Okay. So you just kind of wonder what this means for... I'm not saying single-player games are going to go away, but more and more companies are going... are very likely going to inundate even their single-player games with microtransactions, be they cosmetic, be they enhancements... Yeah, and that just that saddens me. I, it's not. I don't even care so much about story and games. Games are my me time. I don't want to play with other people. I want to go at my own pace. I want to explore a world, and I would hate to have worlds gated not by an item that I need to get by, but an item that I need to buy. That sort of thing just bums me out. Yeah, um, talking about loot crates, the Star Wars Battlefront Two game. I, I played a little of it. Oh, okay, and then I. Did some more research and talked to a few few other folks. Mm-hmm. And the loot crate thing is kind of absurd in it. Uh the Is this for the campaign or multiplayer? Multiplayer. Okay. Okay. It's really multiplayer is gonna be driven by that, like most games. And it's just I don't Are we talking cosmetics or items like weapons and levels, this sort of thing? More like, yeah, web like ships, weapons. <clears throat> characters because you know it's like heroes those things right um yeah most of the fun parts <laughs> are gonna be gated and the problem is okay fine it's a grind the grinding is way too hard it, it's like you it's it's prohibitive to the point where you really have to pay yeah to enjoy that game and it's like just charge me 80 dollars instead of giving me these microtransactions yeah, my my gut reaction to that is, <clears throat> I don't play multiplayer. So if they wanna, if they wanna gum up multiplayer design with that sort of thing, <clears throat> fine. Just let me play the campaign unfettered. But you know, it's interesting <clears throat> because I'm I'm thinking about it, and it seems like multiplayer focused developers need to make a choice. Are you gonna go with loot boxes, which does not result in an even playing field for your players, or are you gonna go the esports route? If you want your game to be competitive, there's only certain items that you can offer, mm-hmm. namely cosmetics. If you want, you know, Dota 2 couldn't have microtransactions that give players an edge because that would just 
completely throw the the competitive scene yeah which is very lucrative for valve out the window yeah so i feel like that's the choice they have to make and i almost feel like sticking to cosmetics is better for the long term yeah (coughs) because you keep you keep the pro players interested in your game for longer Mm -hmm. if all you can buy is hats fine people could play that for 10 years yeah i mean i don't buy any hats and I haven't bought a single cosmetic in um, Rocket League. Okay. And I play the hell out of that game. And I know a lot of people do that to support the game, but I'm like, I bought the game. Yeah. You know, I bought it for Xbox and I bought it for Steam. And I got it for free on PS4 and I'm going to buy it on Switch. So I'll have bought it enough. Yeah, if I play a free to play game and I've sunk like 10, 20 hours into it, I'll throw them a few bucks because that's just showing my support. Yeah. But if you buy a premium game, you've shown your support. You know what I mean? That's my problem is that we're seeing games. Shadow of War. Um, Mortal Kombat X a couple of years ago really bummed me out because when that game booted for the first time, I felt for a moment like I was looking at an iPhone game. Mm-hmm. Banners, ads, promotions, sales. <clears throat> and this was in a $60 yeah. AAA console game. NBA 2K is another game like that. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Dr. Disrespect this week. He had a rant about the virtual... the the virtual currency in that game Mm -hmm. and how it's basically a Ponzi scheme. You know, my my problem with it is that you create these sports titles that have virtual currency and then they don't transfer, um, the achievements, anything that you've done in your character year over year. So every year you have to start over with a new character and you either have to grind for your virtual currency or you have to buy it again. And it's just like, I don't, I, I haven't played in my career since 2013 yeah in nba for that very reason Mm -hmm. this is like okay the first time it came out i was excited about it and i was like okay i want to play this and lebron wasn't back yet you know so it was like 2k13 i think lebron was on the cover Mm. as a heat player oh right 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 yeah um we'll have to talk about some cleveland sports at at some point in this uh yeah there's a lot to talk about on the cleveland side of things there is um but yeah I think I, Chris didn't Chris say uh, he's reviewing WW2K18. I think that has a lot of grinding yeah. involved too. Yep, and it's also just he's. I, I feel like Chris is balancing out Greg when it comes to our reviewers right now. Yeah, because Greg tends to review things a little more optimistically, and Krabs tends to be a point lower than even I think Shaq would average at. Because mm-hmm. he's like he's talking below five for the game. Yeah, he is, and it's. Well, from what he told me, it's basically unchanged from last year's. Yeah. Which is you know, a problem you run into in annualized games. Especially the lesser franchises. Like two K, uh NBA two K, they're they're gonna put all their at, they're gonna put all their money on that. Yeah. You know, they're not gonna focus on WWE. Because the people who buy WWE are gonna buy it no matter what. Yeah, because it's the only game in town. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like they have a monopoly on it. Yeah. It's a lot like Madden. Madden has fallen into that trap over over the years because they're the only game in town for, for pro, pro, pro football. Right. Oh, by the way, Mutant Football League comes out October 31st, Halloween. Ah. So the Leveland Burns <laughs> will ride again with the, the superstar Do It For Shaq News. <laughs> that's their MVP. He's their MVP yeah. of the Cleveland Burns. Okay, I'm. I finally own a sports team, a, a Cleveland sports team. I know, kind of, kind of. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, 
Because Steamland was not appropriate, apparently. No Believeland? <sighs> For a game as hopeless as that? Yeah, okay. Like nuked England yeah. Patriots, okay. Patriots, you know, like yeah, it's, st- it's stick with the themes. It's a the dystopian tone. game. Okay, yeah, you know, what I mean, dead people but and you ogres. Need hope, but Leveland, I like Leveland. I think Leveland makes sense though, because like that's what happens. Yeah, people leave Cleveland yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> the Browns left Cleveland. Yeah, they did. Right, LeBron left Cleveland. Yeah. Took his talents to South Beach. Right? Yeah. Kyrie just left Cleveland. Right. So I think Cleveland is appropriate. I think that works. And okay. burns because it's like it, the city's literally on fire in the game. Yeah. It's like burning. Okay. Like crumbling, burns. crumbling metropolis. I dig it. Uh, I, I always like that about uh, like anime with like the dystopian metropolises. That yeah, yeah. Abandoned buildings. Right. Detroit. Stuff like that. I'm on board. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like parts of the industry are on fire this week, too. Yeah. It's appropriate. Yeah. I feel like every day I walk in, and it's just that, that gif with the guy who walks in, and everything's on fire. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Not the dog sitting at the table saying everything's fine, no. but the other dude is like comes in with the pizza, and his apartment's on fire. <laughs> that gif. Yeah. Do uh-huh. you know those memes? The dank memes? On dank, the, inter- on the you internet? You are my uh, guru for dank memes. I'm like the... I'm just a, a vessel. You the are. dank memes flow through. I don't. I don't keep up with memes. I think they're funny, but I don't follow them. So whenever you show a new meme, I'm like, well, this must be the dankest thing going. Like Ycat. I love yeah. Ycat. I think that's hilarious. But I hadn't heard of it until I saw saw it from you. Yeah, I mean, Ycat's been around for a little bit. I, I can't. What, like I said, when does it, how does a meme become dank? It's when it's like because they're not usually hot off the presses, like you said. Why get you? They're around a little bit, and then all of a sudden, people just no. I think it's adopt them. It's the usage of the meme. So it's like something happens. Something topical. Something happens. Okay. And then someone reacts to the thing that happens with with the meme at the perfect time. Yeah. And then that magic of the meme is shown through. I like And the then one, it becomes dank. I like the one from like a month or so ago with the three people like the guy new hotness, and the two girls. me, old, yeah, yeah. And busted. That that one I love. Yeah. That one's hilarious. It's I think it's almost played out. That's too bad because people are getting pretty creative with that. It, but I think it had, like most memes, it, it has its like moment where it goes parabolic in interest. Yeah, it had that moment. Yeah. So now people are a little bit sour on it. Well, sure, because now, if this had happened 15 years ago, I think memes would have more staying power overall. But, but now maybe you're just I should inundated. make that meme about what's going on with the Mario Odyssey thing. Like it maybe could be Mario. Should. Yeah. And he could be looking at Shaq news. Or he could be looking at uh, Edge and, and, Famitsu, and Famitsu, and then like where Shackney is looking there back you go. at him. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Do this. We will have to make that. Do this. Yes. So that's, there you go. A meme was born. Boom. And that sounds rather dank. It does have, sound dank. So you know what get I mean? Get that like, going. Okay. We're, well, right after the show, we're going to get to work on this. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> maybe it'll be the image for this week's episode. You should, because no one knows the we're going to do it where, like, This is the episode where I prove if Nintendo's PR listens to our podcast or not. You should tag them in it. Tag <laughs> Nintendo of America. They don't. NOA? I don't know. That's like Reggie. That's like Reggie's nephew runs that. Oh. I'm not sure. Well, I leave it to you. You're the dankest. I, ha- I have context within the treehouse there. Okay. Maybe All right. Float it over to the treehouse. Yeah. That's the, that's like, this is the weirdest thing that I'm finding working in this industry now is that I know really cool devs at a lot of studios now. Yeah. yeah. They can't say anything. Nope. 
they're not allowed to talk to you at all. Nope. They have to talk to PR to talk to you. And then the PR is like, nope. So it's like, what's the point of all this? Is this Edge? No. No talking. IGN? No. No. Polygon? Nah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Wired had a uh, John Carmack exclusive from Oculus Connect? No. Yeah. So they're they're cool with Oculus Connect, but not with QuakeCon, I guess. I still Apparently. remember that article. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Wired. You yeah. don't know a thing about QuakeCon. Yeah, that's right. They don't. Okay. So what what was their uh, what did their exclusive entail? <sighs> they had John Carmack in a right in a white room, probably the white room that Johnny Ive is locked in. Okay. And he had there were two stools, and he would sit there and explain virtual reality at a at different age levels. So it was like a fi- he was explaining it to like a five year old. A middle schooler, a high schooler, a college grad, and then like a postdoctorate person. Okay, that's a good idea. I like that. That was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I'm like, so like, what do I have to do? Like, who do I have to talk to at Oculus? Yeah, you know, like, because here, that's just one thing. But I learned that there was a third demo for the uh, prototype. The okay. Santa Cruz prototype that I didn't get to try out. Shaq News only got to do two of them. We didn't get That's to try Dead and Buried. One. That's too bad. You Which is made by Quake unknown. developers. Oh, really? Yeah, Dead and Buried, made by multiple id developers. There's like a, there's a little skunk corp inside of Oculus that is like four or five Quake devs. Okay. It includes John Carmack. Yeah, Michael A. Brash also. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little group of guys there that are still very Quake. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about OC4. All right, let's let's change the the negativity into some positivity about VR games. All four of them. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, so, uh, set the scene. You went to Oculus Connect three. I went to every Oculus Connect. How, how would you take me through each one? How would you describe the overall enthusiasm, the attendance from year to year? OC one was like woo. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like they had just been acquired. Right. Everything was great. I had last seen them at CES or GDC that year. No, CES. Mm -hmm. I had last seen Palmer and he had, they hadn't been acquired yet. They actually, that was the CES that Mark Zuckerberg attended Mm -hmm. where he demoed it and then acquired them like a few weeks later. Okay. So yeah, I had last seen them there and then they, I think they, I don't think they were at E3. And then they had OC1. Right. Got to interview Palmer Lucky. Very bright young kid. Uh Uh-huh. Hadn't bought any dank memes yet. No. He had been just a wholesome kid. He was the next Steve Jobs. Right. Things were great. Talked to Brendan Areeb, CEO of Oculus. Mm Mm-hmm. Bright guy. Cared a lot about VR. We were talking about the Crescent Bay prototype that they had just showed off. You know, and it was basically going to be what Rift would become. Right. No, sorry. Maybe we're... Yeah, they showed off Crescent Bay. Maybe, Yeah, I think so. And okay. DK2 was shipping. Oh, okay. Sure. So, yeah, we were just like talking about room scale. Mm-hmm. You know, early days of VR. They didn't even have Oculus Touch controllers yet. So, I was asking them about input devices. You know, it was like a nice, wholesome event. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing bad there. It was in California. Up yeah. in uh, West Hollywood. Because remember, they were an Irvine right. company. Right. So excitement was in the air. Yeah, it was great. OC2, still pretty cool. Everything's everything's going pretty great, you know? Um, 
And then the ugliness happened, and OC3 happened at, right when that was going on. <laughs> so, like, Palmer, I think, wrote that apology letter yeah. in early September, and Oculus Connect was right right then. So I, I ended up interviewing an inflatable elephant. That's right. And putting his voice over it for the exclusive that we got at you, OC3. You had to address the elephant in and the room. Greg and I show up to the press area at OC3. We don't have a single appointment. Like, no one, not one. There's not a demo scheduled for us at all. And we were covering these guys when they were Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. This year was a little smoother. I, I go in there and they're like, yeah, here you go. Uh, I got to try out and interview uh, a couple of devs. I tried the Blade Runner 2049 VR experience. You basically go into a memory and it's been hacked and you have to piece together what was real and what wasn't. Then you have to go into another memory and doctor it so that they can't figure oh, out it's cool. been tampered with. Yeah. The assistant is like, you know, this little VR Siri looking lady and she was creepy. It felt weird. <laughs> She was like super enthusiastic and like always smiling at you. And you're like, we're like doctoring police evidence. And you're like super excited about it, lady. Yeah. Like some <laughs> commercial actress is just always smiling no matter what. I mean, I on. think it was designed to be that way. Oh, yeah. It's, it sounds so. But I, I like the the dichotomy there yeah. between this like really grisly, somber happening, this scene, and then her just cheery. Yeah. Like just feeling discordant. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It was a room scale demo. You had hand presence. Um, it was fun. It used teleportation uh, as some some locomotion, so it wasn't it wasn't awkward though. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I hadn't I haven't seen the movie yet. So have you seen the new? Blade I have Runner? not. No. I don't go out that often. I saw it. I wanted to see it because I'm a Stephen King. He's my yeah. favorite writer. That was my favorite Stephen King book. Yeah, mine too. So yeah. I'm like, I I had to see that, but I, yeah. I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna see Happy Death Day. That looks pretty good. Have you seen the trailers for that? Someone said it's like gr- Groundhog it's Day, like Groundhog but Day, a horror movie, with, but a horror movie. Yeah, this girl, someone <laughs> keeps killing her over and over, and she has to find out who's doing it and why. It's kind of interesting. And my theory, when the when the trailer, I thought I saw the trailer, and I thought maybe maybe it's a race. Either the girl will figure out who's killing her and how to stop them, or she's or kill the them. killer will figure out. He's also caught in a loop, and he has to figure out how to kill her permanently. And it'll be like who will figure out what's going on first. That's my theory. Or what I don't if know. like she, the only way to get out of it is that she kills the guy and then she's goes to jail for life or something? I mean. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great twist. <laughs> I honestly don't know. It's been out, I think, like a week. I think it was number one at the box office last week. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And it looked like it looked like a fun movie. I want to check it out. Yeah, and I, I I saw the preview of that at it. Yes. Sa- yeah. Same. That's <laughs> why so I was like, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. Cool. I might have to check that out. But yeah, I I, I want to watch Blade Runner. I haven't seen the original. Oh, you should watch it. Okay, it's, I'm not really a movie or a TV guy. Like every now and then, I watch something. Usually, yeah, my wife, it's like she one. wants to show me something. We're watching the Vampire Diaries right now. Oh no, on Netflix. You know, that's what I thought too. Like <laughs> here I am. I'm about to make this confession. Like that show's all right. It's definitely it's on the CW. So like everyone yep. is beautiful. 
I, I find I'm, I'm like laughing hysterically during some of these episodes, which pisses her off because like Thank they'll go you. like, okay, well they go in there like we have to raid this crypt or this tomb. It's centuries old and like no one's dirty. Everyone's still wearing like their designer <laughs> yeah. clothes and just in perfect condition. <laughs> yeah, like the show has some redeeming qualities though. There's some good actors and I I like the stories, but I, I also sometimes I'm sitting here like I I hardly ever watch TV and I'm spending my TV time watching The Vampire Diaries. I um. I've dated a, a girl who was very into that show before, so I've been forced to Netflix yeah. and watch that. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I've watched worse shows. Like, if this yeah. is what she wants to watch, okay. Like, I, I'm actually enjoying it, but... I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's some writing in that, too, that's just kind of like, you have to laugh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Some of like the really sappy scenes, you're like, oh, my God. Some of the really <laughs> sappy scenes, but also there's always... I've really... I've kind of made like a study of this show. Like, it's really... It seemed to come around... Uh, around the time that social media and smartphones are really breaking out. Yeah. And this show throws everything at you to keep your attention. Okay. Even like every scene will end. Like I have to go to the bathroom and they'll play this really <laughs> super dramatic music before the commercial break because they want you to be glued to the screen. Like, Oh, what's going to happen in yep. the bathroom? Yep. But when you watch it on Netflix, it just seems really sappy because oh, like, yeah. there's no breaks. You're no. just like, I was going to watch The screen watch fades this. for a second then like, all right, I went to the bathroom. Now yeah. what were you doing? You're like, it's just yeah, it's not a big deal at all. No. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, getting back to Oculus Connect. Right. Uh, which was better than the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Oculus Connect 4. Yeah. Uh, so you said, yeah, last year, like, you know, all it was the ugliness weird. happened. It was weird because yeah. Brendan wasn't around anymore. Like he, he, he wasn't, I think some people interviewed him, but he wasn't really, he was the face of the company for two, three years. Yeah. And then this was right before the trial was brought against them. Oh, right. So they already knew yeah. that Brendan had broken the NDA. So they were taking him out of. And Palmer was already kind of persona non yeah. grata at this time. So Nate Mitchell was the one guy left that mm -hmm. we could talk to. So we talked to him at E3. That's right. Last, last year. year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But we didn't have an interview with anyone from Oculus <laughs> right. last year or this year mm -hmm. um, at all. Mm -hmm. But I was able to interview some devs. So yeah, I tried out Blade Runner. Cool. I tried out uh, the Marvel Powers United okay. VR game, and I got to be Hulk. Did you Hulk smash? I Hulk smashed. Uh, awesome. It was really fun. Um, yeah. I just like, I don't know. It's it's Sanzuru, the guys who did Rip Coil and VR Sports. Okay. So it's they're pretty, you know, they're pretty accomplished when it comes to making Oculus titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, it was funny. I was doing their demo and they're like, that's Shaq news doing the demo. Right. And I'm like, yep. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they're like, Oh, I recognize Like I could tell it was you. Cause they're just like, they remembered when I had tried rip coil. Okay. Um, and rip coil uses this technology where when, whichever way you're leaning, it picks up on it. Uh, so it was hmm. cool. Like that's how you, that's how you were. That's how locomotion. I like works that. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I had, I was really excited about that at the time. And I just think they're a really cool dev. Uh, mm -hmm. they invited us to come by their studio if we want to do a tour or something. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Um, I talked to them about the game. I, I definitely, it's cool. It, it's fun. Like you get to be superheroes. I think dead Deadpool's in it. I can't remember the other characters. Oh yeah. Uh, Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> One of the characters from guardians of the galaxies in it. The raccoon. Oh, sure. Okay. I don't know his name. I just know him Is as it the Rocky, raccoon. Rocket. 
Rocket. Isn't it Rocket? Rocket the Raccoon. That sounds yeah. like a Isn't superhero thing. Probably. I can't remember. I don't know. Kids these days. Yeah. I know Groot. That's the tree. Yeah. I know Batista. <laughs> I know Dave Batista. Yeah. Well, is that that's not his That's not his name. That's not his name. That's his character. No, I don't follow I don't really follow I love Batman. Uh-huh. I've got the the wedding ring, the Batman wedding yeah. ring. I don't know other superheroes. I don't know a whole lot of comics. I, I saw I, I, Guardians some of the Galaxy. That I, there's some comics that I really like. Yeah. Punisher, I was a big fan of. I like War- Punisher. He's like, like Batman with without the thou shalt not kill rule, yeah, which is Batman a cool with thing. A gun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is a cool thing. Uh I like Walking Dead the comics. Yeah. Those are good. And uh, I liked the Wolverine comics growing up. Okay. Wolverine yeah. Wolverine was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh but yeah, I I just literally whatever my brothers left in the house was what I was reading. Sure. My older brothers were the ones collecting it. See, I was so I got to read like the violent ones when I was little. Yeah, and that's awesome, right? <laughs> but see, I was see I was in that role. Like I, nobody yeah. introduced me to anything. I was passing stuff to my younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, but yeah. So yeah, let me talk about two other demos that okay. I did that that stood out. I didn't do the Facebook one. I didn't care. Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. just don't. Yeah. I'm like, great. I can do Facebook and VR now. Yeah. I can't wait for fudge notifications. Panel. They they had notifications for fudge panel show up in VR. I'm like, uh, blow my uh, brains out. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not. No. How do I turn that off? Yeah. That's my question. I even turn off all that stuff on modern consoles because I find it so distracting. Yeah. And I'm trying to just play a game. I want to focus on this experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No. So I not a fan but yeah i got to try out two other demos windlands 2 you know mad brahmin disease from the chatty yeah yeah he's working on that game oh that's right that's yeah. right uh it's like you're like uh you have two grappling hooks mm-hmm. for your hands and you just fly through the air when you you can like that sounds fun you jump and you that can fly awesome yeah it's really good okay that's cool and it's co-op oh so that's gonna be really fun okay uh i think it's gonna be really fun I'm I'm excited to uh, for that game to come out. I was excited to talk to them about it, mm-hmm. play it. We captured some gameplay footage. It's up on the site. Okay, uh, you guys should check it out. You should check out the first game that's on Oculus, PS4, or PSVR, and uh, Vive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, support Windlands. Do it for Shack News. Uh, and yeah, the last game I tried was called uh, Space Junkies. And it was kind of awesome. It's okay. by it's by Ubisoft. It's like one of the first dev studios at Ubisoft. What is it? What's Lola's up, Morgan? Okay. So yeah, I think she wants to come back on the couch. Oh, okay. Come over here. Come here. Up, up. Here comes Lola back joining the show. Wants to hear all about OC4. She's like, wait, tell me about Space Junkies. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm listening. Go ahead. So. It's have you seen Low Neko? It's yes. that it's kind of like you're playing frisbee. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate yeah. frisbee in space. Yeah. Um, this is like Lone Echo, but instead of playing with frisbees in space, you're shooting each other with guns. Okay. And it's like very fast paced, and you have a jetpack, which instantly makes the game better in my opinion. Whenever yes. I have the jet jetpack capabilities, the game's Moves up a full point in my scale. Like Duke 3D. Jetpack. Yep. Duke 3D has Jetpack. 10 yep. out of 10. Game of the year. Yep. I don't know. That was a tough year for games. <laughs> Duke <of> Quake, man. <laughs> and Mario 64. And Mario 64. Uh, yeah. And Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider. Yeah. Just a lot of great games came out in 1996. Yeah. But, so Space Junkies. Guess what kind of guns they have? Tell me. They got a rail gun. <gasps> I know. A jetpack and a rail gun. And because you're in That's VR sick. and you have hand presence... 
they make you like reload. Like you actually actually you have to hold the gun with two hands okay. and reload it in between shots or you want to steady your your shot. <laughs> You're silly Lola. Um but yeah, like I think uh it it was really fun. That sounds cool. And I was talking to the devs and I, like when I got out of the headset cuz I'm like they had some guns that felt like the nail gun. Yeah. They didn't have a lightning gun. They did have a lightsaber for the melee. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is so cool. So like, you can get like just mad at your, like someone who after they killed you and just be like, no, I'm going to run right at you with this. <laughs> just like, Wah! Start hacking away. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so that was really fun. Um, I When I got out of the headset, I'm like, I, I just looked at the dev. Who, I got to play with two other devs, right? They, it was a demo where you had four people playing. Yeah. And there's me, one other journalist, and two devs playing. And I took off the headset. I'm like, you guys play some Quake, right? And he just starts laughing. <laughs> He's like, every day after work, we play Quake 2. Oh, Quake 2. That's your game. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I'm Good like, I'm like yeah. Quake 3 too? They're like, yeah. But like, they're like, these guys are into Quake 2. They're into Quake 3. I was just dying. That's I'm like, awesome. I'm like, for real? They're like, yep. They're like super in. They they just love. I could see it from their the weapons in their game. Yeah, the weapons in their game were very inspired by Quake. The maps were inspired by Quake. They had warps, you know, things that you would expect in a Quake game. Sure, were in this game. That's awesome. And you're running around in VR. Uh, the locomotion is like I said, you're floating in space, so you're mm-hmm. just kind of propelling yourself. Um, it was really good. It's gonna be fun, and it's a Ubisoft game, so it's cool to see a larger studio still supporting VR. Yeah, but man, that was like it. I mean, there there was from other Sons was there too. I I did that demo again, but okay. I had played that at PAX. It, it, there was a beta that just came out for the people know about it. Mm-hmm. It's like faster than light, but in space, or, okay. but in, but in VR, I should say. Sorry. Okay. So you're a captain of a ship. You have to ship breaks. You gotta get your repair gun and fix it. Uh, it was funny. I was watching Landris Raddick and Surgeon streaming it. Yeah. About when I was in Japan, actually. Uh, so probably three, four weeks ago. And <laughs> Surgeon looks down, and he's like, he he can't. He, he, everyone has the same body, I yeah. guess, when you're looking down at yourself. But you, uh, to other people, depending on what crewman you are, you mm-hmm. look like a certain character. Oh, that's cool. So Landris is like, you're a girl. <laughs> And Surgeon's like, he looks down, he's like, I'm not a girl. And he's like, yeah, you are. And it's just like this hilarious That's moment. That's a cool idea. It's just like, like that. it's a funny moment where like, <laughs> you're just watching these two people in VR talking about their gender identity. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, it was funny. And I think that game's going to be really fun. There's all sorts of just random uh emergent gameplay that's going to occur from that game mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that game actually um yeah i but i had played it before it wasn't new right uh so those were the new things that i saw awesome that's it uh they had more <sighs> unspoken mean, they had another dlc for unspoken they were still showing off lone echo and they had this like esports tournament built around lone echo mm-hmm. the show floor was dead like so dead dude i could have walked up and demoed anything at the show floor there's like no wait what really struck me was in our slack chat room you sent pictures of yourself asking a question of john carmack during yeah his keynote and there were a lot of empty seats behind you yeah and to me as someone who who grew up with you know kind of idolizing john carmack mm-hmm. 
I would go to these things just for his keynote. A lot of people go to QuakeCon and yep. and and you know, yeah, they meet up with friends and family and play games, but seeing John seeing Carmack's keynote was like the main event of the show. Yeah. And that just kind of drove home the fact that man, it's just night and day difference with with VR compared to like a year or two ago. Yeah, the 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 hype is gone. Yeah. The big name websites are not covering it. Um I love VR. Yeah. I am not giving up on this stream. It is way too cool. It does something that no other platform can do. So I'm going to keep covering it. I also think it might be the downfall of humanity. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm covering I'm covering yeah. it from that perspective. Right. Cuz I think that this plus AI plus robotics would be the end of us as yeah. a society. I think automation is going to kill off a lot of industry. But I think that there's a chance that VR will have a huge disruptive effect on evolution of mankind. So I want to cover it since this is the early days. I want to be there so that I, if I can influence it at all, I will. Sure. You know, and, and if if we can give ideas out, you know, and that's what's cool about it is that even if it's not the biggest conference, even if it's not crowded, there's people there. And you all believe in VR. Yeah, the people who are there are the ones who, who really care. There's no one there. It's a dev conference, first yeah, of all. Yeah. So there's a couple of journalists, but there's very few people there who are skeptical of VR. Mm -hmm. Whereas most days on the internet, that's all I encounter is people who are skeptical about VR. Because mm -hmm. there's the it's cost prohibitive. The game experiences are kind of demo-like or Wii game-like. Mm -hmm. They're all gimmicky. You know, I hear right. that term thrown around a lot. But... I talked to a couple people, and I t actually talked to Tipitat Janavasan at TGS. Okay. And he had said he had created a demo that cured him of his fear of heights. See, that's that's cool, but that also backs up my stance that like VR games are going to be fun, but the real innovation is going to come in spaces outside of games. Yeah, I think it's going to be a therapeutic device. I think it's going to be a meditative device. It's going to be a place for people to express their musical taste, their artistic uh, expression will be there like you know with tilt brush sculpting and medium right. i think it's just we don't know what it's going to be yet but i'm glad they're working on a untethered device you know santa cruz the prototype now in its second iteration they showed off one last year of course not to shack news but to other people yeah more important websites but this year little shack news got to try it out awesome and I was blown away, man. It, the whole computer is in the head-mounted display. There's nothing on the back of your head. It, the battery, the computer, the graphics, the optics are all on the front of the device. I like that. And it's not... It's counterbalanced, like, masterfully. It feels good on your head. You know, it's like... I was, I was blown away. It was really an impressive uh, piece of industrial design. You know, just outside of the, the experience inside the headset. Whole, that being on my head did not feel uncomfortable. It felt cool. The controllers were really nice in the hand because uh, they got rid of the thumbstick okay. that's in Oculus Touch, and they replaced it with, like, a touchpad, kind of similar to the Vive controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but they're still using the same tracking as uh, previously. Okay. So they're not abandoning the Constellation style, and it's inside-out tracking. So I did I, – I wrote about this on Shack News and my impressions, but I you should go there. She actually read articles. Yes, uh, <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I got uh, a couple times where I lost hand tracking. Mm. 
I was trying to, mind you. I, I was like right. putting the controller behind my back. And I lost tracking, or even I'm a pretty tall guy, so if I'm looking ahead and I have my hand over like behind, just even behind my torso, mm-hmm. it, it it lost tracking. I think what they've done from a software perspective is when it does, instead of that weird thing where they go floaty on you mm-hmm. and they just completely are out of control, right? It freezes it the last place it knew where it was, and then when you look at it again, it pops into place. Oh, okay. So I think that kind of technology is, and this is something Carmack talked about in Wired, actually, in that Wired video, mm-hmm. was that you don't have to render everything. You only have to render what people are looking at. And if you can do that successfully, See, you, saves on, you save up on a lot of processing power. This, to me, might be the most exciting time for VR because I think the early adopters were, were very excited and they're definitely passionate people. But I think there are, was also a large crowd who was just waiting for this to change things overnight. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it sounds like VR developers are starting to encounter problems that game developers solved years ago and now need to be applied to this new medium. Yep. I remember thinking, like, I love the Gabriel Knight series of adventure games when I was in high school. And I, I wrote about the making of all three. And one of the problems with Gabriel Knight, which was the first full 3D version, is they added a free-roaming camera. But then the artist realized, oh, that means we have to render everything because someone might decide to look under a bed or look behind the door. Yep. And it caused a lot of engineering problems. Mm-hmm. And so going forward, uh, full 3D games figured out, okay, let's you know, let's figure out more efficient rendering techniques is that we only have to focus on what the player sees and we'll have this draw distance so we don't have to populate the whole world at once. And now we're getting into that in VR. And I think as, as those problems are solved, I think we're going to see better and better experiences. Well, I think it's hugely important for a standalone device to figure out what I'm talking about here because mm-hmm. you're when you do inside-out tracking, you're admitting that you're going to have a limited field of view. Right. So you have to figure out a way for a controller to still be you still be able to mimic a bow and arrow yeah or you know uh reaching up for a basketball you know you have to be able to mimic all these things with a limited field of view right whereas the you know the vive uh setup where you have the 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 sensors on either corner mm. there's way less occlusion right i rarely run into problems on vive with losing tracking mm-hmm. that's that's the problem though who has room for two sensors in a, yeah. in their house. Me. Yeah. yeah. But outside of me, not many people. So inside out tracking is the future. But we saw Intel abandon their project Alloy uh, earlier this year. So it's like, it's not, I don't think, there's a reason we're seeing it as Santa Cruz prototype and not um, here's, here's the new Oculus Rift 2. Is that it's years away. Mm-hmm. It's still very years away, but it was impressive from just the standpoint that I was wearing a VR computer on my head. It didn't feel uncomfortable, and I was able to walk around in a in an eight b- foot by eight foot square, and it experienced two made for VR experiences, made for that headset experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know how much space there is on this thing. You know, the demos were on in the individual demos were in individual rooms. Okay, so. I'm like, I don't know if they couldn't even figure out how to make more than yeah. one game run on the thing right now. Right. Who knows what the technical limitations are of it right now. Sure. I was gr- I was really trying to get an answer out of them, what kind of silicon it was running on. I wanted to know, is this some sort of NVIDIA system on a chip with a graphics thing built into it? Is this like, you know, like a Tegra yeah. but, or something on that platform? And right. 
they had nothing to say about it, but it, I had spoken to someone from NVIDIA that was pretty excited about the device. Mm-hmm. So it's probably running on some sort of NVIDIA magic. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. And it's the it shows you just these are very early days for VR. Yeah, like VR is not good. It's not dead. No. It's not dead. It's just not as big as people two years thought it was going to be on the most part. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be this big. Mm-hmm. I think we're lucky that PlayStation VR has caught on like it has. Sure. Because it's actually helping VR development continue. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it might not be my favorite one. But I'm happy it's doing well. Sure, I and think it they makes sold sense. over a million, right? Yeah, now. but when you have what sixty something million PS4s, but they can focus on that that's number. That's a bad attachment rate. It is, but you can also say like, hey, we, we've done at least this much, and so there's we did. To keep they investing. can they can say we did more than Vive yeah. and Oculus because neither of those companies have said how many units they've sold. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got Mark Zuckerberg, that guy, mm-hmm. saying we're gonna put a billion people in VR. That's his goal. And they release Oculus Go, right? Which is a standalone Android device. Right. That's what John that's what bothers me about what John Carmack's doing. He's so focused on the cell phone VR. I'm like, isn't this a waste of time for that mind? Couldn't he be working on like at SpaceX on something cooler? I'll play I'll play he could, certainly, but I'll play devil's advocate there. Um he was early on in the in the life of the app store he was one of the first people who said let's embrace this and mm-hmm. they did they started out by porting wolfenstein 3d in the original doom to the app store and those did well and he said okay now that we've seen how applications made for other hardware function let's go and focus on developing an yeah. app from the ground up for this platform and you know also like ar uh it wasn't the HoloLens or some other sort of headset that had a big breakthrough. It was Pokemon Go on iPhones and Androids. Yeah. So I, I think, and, and their 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 reasoning was, hey, everyone has these devices. So many people have smartphones. So let's focus on this. I think that, just to play devil's advocate, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's Carmax. I No, he, he talked about it a little that the, the, key in, the Q&A from the keynote uh, where he was like, in a world where I could have magical software, magical hardware, I'm going to take magical software mm-hmm. because there's always going to be hardware limitations. Yeah. And that's what his, I think that's why he's so focused on it. He believes he, he thinks uh, he thinks tethered VR sucks. He hasn't come out and said it. Yeah. But he believes that tethered VR sucks. Sure. Because you're inherently breaking your immersion. Right. Um, and I understand that philosophy. So I think he, at the moment, he's like the best way to, get the most eyes in vr is to focus on mobile so he's gonna keep doing that sure and i i don't fault him for it but i just wonder if he could be doing bigger things elsewhere oh i'm sure i'm I'm, i think he could have been doing bigger things all through his career instead of quote unquote just making computer games but one of the interesting things about game software that a lot of people don't realize is and I know you do, but you know, if mm-hmm. you say someone, if you're trying to explain to someone who knows nothing about games, why would this brilliant mind be making games? It's because a lot of technology's problems are solved by making video games, yeah. which are very cutting edge software and, and need to run at these these very optimal speeds and settings. You know, it really you just can, sounds like he's a guy who loves VR. When he was talking, yeah, I think he, he just loves tech. He he loves he loves making things more efficient. Right. He loves he loves finding bottlenecks and then fixing them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know he takes pride in those moments where he right. comes up with something that's more efficient. Yeah. Uh, so he he's he's and he's 
ridiculously focused. Mm-hmm. When there's a problem, he's like, okay, well, every day we're going, we're going to work on this problem yeah. until it's fixed. You know, so he's, I think he's kind of obsessive compulsive about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yeah, I, I understand why Carmack does what he does, but I, it's just funny when they're, when the company is out there touting how great Oculus Go is, one of the first things he says about it is how he talks about the limitations of it. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's great, but we had to do all these things so it would cost $199, and right. they all suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know what, though? That's one reason I loved... That's one reason I love his, his love Carmack is his candor. Yeah, because this is an industry where people always want to put it, this kind of uh, connects to what we talked about earlier in the show, where a lot of publishers are cutting journalists out of the loop because they only want enthusiasts and entertainers on YouTube and Twitch to just be excited about their products and only talk about the good stuff. <clears throat> That's that happens in a lot of. Uh, almost every company in this industry, they're only going to talk about the bullet points on the PR spreadsheet. I love that Carmack says, no, here's what sucks, but here's what, here's how we're working on it. Yeah. It's so honest and refreshing. Yeah. So yeah, I was excited to, to talk to him, you know, cause I, I got to, I was the first person up on the mic awesome. uh, during the Q and a, I'm kind of the master of doing that. How, uh, how do you, how do when do you like get out of your seat and go up there? Right. When, uh, cause five minutes before he ended, mm-hmm. they told him to end. And he's like, he's made this joke. He's like, quit telling me to go to Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm still talking here. Yeah. He had like two hours more to talk about. <laughs> he had this like, he had this iPad. They just kept scrolling down. He probably had some like document that he was reading from. Yeah. But yeah, he has like, it was literally like two hours of just his stream of consciousness about VR development. Whatever he felt like talking about. Mm-hmm. There was some organization, but right. he gets on tangents. Uh, so yeah, I, one of the quotes that came out from him. Because I asked him why the Oculus Go doesn't have a front-facing camera, or or the the Santa Cruz prototype, and he's like, "Well, they have cameras on Santa Cruz," but I'm like, "Yeah, but those are sensors. I'm talking about pass-through or AR capabilities." And he went back to cost, and then we he talked about AR with me for a second. He goes, uh, "AR seems like a technology that's still looking for its like it's like use." There isn't that, there hasn't been that thing that's like, here's AR. You know, it's, it, there's not that, like you said, Pokemon Go. I don't, I don't consider that true AR. It's, it's like a camera overlay, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, it is, it is. But it it's got, getting, it, it got, it put the, it put AR on the tip of everyone's tongue. Sure. That's important. Absolutely. But what I think we're seeing with Google uh, with their Pixel 2 announcement and translate with their headphones where I can speak to you in one language and then in your ear it comes out another language and then you talk back to me and they can translate. That's a whole other way to augment reality. Mm-hmm. That's the Star Trek communicator. Right. Right? So it's like we're getting, I think, I think people need to look at AR from a much different perspective. I think Google's got the right view of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not Facebook. Okay. And uh, I think Facebook is oculus is becoming more and more like facebook every damn day dude yeah that's really my takeaway from oculus connect 4 and it's like i'm gonna go to five i'll go to every oculus connect because i think there'll be less oculus connects than years of shack news existence when it's all said and done i think so like i don't i think that brand is dead it's like vive is vive is i think the high end 
PSVR is the accessible end. Mm-hmm. And now there's the whole wave of my Windows headsets that just came out. Right. Five of them came out this week, and then so a uh, Samsung's is coming out. So it's a very very crowded landscape. Yeah. Oculus has one thing going for them. Their their software. Mm-hmm. They have exclusives and the money to get exclusives. So you have Robo Recall, which is probably one of the best VR games out. Um, and yeah, the stuff that they showed, like the fact that they have Windlands at their show. Yeah. You know, that's that's good. But there's not I don't know. I, I don't know why why they don't just call it Facebook VR when Mark Zuckerberg's coming out and Hugo Barra is the the second guy on stage. You know, there's the only guy left from there's a couple people left from the original team that are still there. Um and Nate Mitchell's one of the only talking heads from the early days that's still there. So it's like just get over it. You're not Oculus anymore. I guess I've wondered that too. In fact, I I expected it to shift to Facebook VR sooner than this, especially because, you know, a lot of the the mess that Palmer Lucky created, I figured they'd want to keep the tech, but you know, scrub out the brand and, and start fresh. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, Facebook Go, like, well, what is that? Oculus, Oculus I think, is, a, it is yeah. an understood quantity yeah. right now. I, I guess, yeah, they, it's going to be Oculus from Facebook for a while, but I think it looks stupid. It's, it a, dumb, it's a dumb brand. Yeah. Um, and I shot multiple interviews in front of that sign intentionally at the show. <laughs> uh, it's like Oculus from Facebook, you know? It's, yeah. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, that was, uh, that was about it, man. I, I got to see some people. I went to, uh, the Silicon Valley VR, uh, meetup. Mm-hmm. I saw Cymatic Bruce. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a, he's an old school shacker. Oh, okay. um, Makuya, I think is his name. He's another shacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he run. he's the community manager for SVVR. Nice. So I was hanging out with him. I saw Matt Brahman disease. Uh, we talked about his game and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, so it was it was nice. Uh, but yeah, I, oh, I did see this. Uh, it's the funniest thing, man. I I always run into people at the end of these shows, and I end up seeing something cool. I was at the outside of the press lounge for like the last hour of the show, and this guy has a three D printed headset thing it holds an iphone in it iphone 7 right and it's pepper's ghost you know what pepper's ghost is no it's an optical illusion that uses mirrors that makes an image appear like it's floating in front of you oh cool so it's a head mounted version of pepper's ghost for iphone it's like a little portable ar headset that's cool yeah now because you're using reflection if you're staring at this outside in a sunny day, yeah, it's very hard to see anything. Right, but it was pretty cool, and it looked a lot like what uh, nin- or not nin- uh, Disney is going to be doing with their their Star Wars demo. Mm-hmm. They have some headsets like that, so that was really cool, and that was called Mira. I got their contact info, and I'm going to try to do an interview with them at CES. But yeah, that was. That was when I was like, you know what? We're going to be okay. We mm-hmm. still have people like that that are they're coming up with cool little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish Apple would do something like that because it would probably be better. Uh, but, yeah, it's 
I I told him I was like I would like that, but for my desk. If you gave me something that I could put my tablet oh, yeah. into, mm-hmm. and it appeared like a holographic image in front of me, yeah, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, that'd be awesome, right? So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was like, it, it, I talked to him for about an hour before the the cocktail party started or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was cool. He was a former Apple dude, former Oculus guy. Yeah, started another company. And it was fun. It's it was a fun little demo. It was like uh, it looked like uh, Mario Galaxy, but like like a little planet. Oh, cool! And you're you're flying a spaceship. You have to land it on the planet, mm-hmm. and then you're a donut, and you have to eat little donut holes that are on the planet. <laughs> and you're like, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a controller, so yeah. There's he said there's they're thinking about incorporating like leap motion, but yeah, he had like a it was like it was similar to the Gear VR controller mm-hmm. that they had and it used bluetooth to communicate with the iphone mm-hmm. but yeah it's cool mira uh hmd or whatever it's called but yeah it's cool um see that was oculus connect and i'm done traveling for a while i don't want to travel anymore yeah man i'm done maybe unpack your suitcase yeah consider it i should because <laughs> now you can yeah well the thing is like i i unpack it and i just have to do laundry so it's like well I don't feel like doing laundry today. Yeah. I went to, oh yeah. So yeah, let's, that's enough gaming, right? Right. Okay. That's a lot of games. We talked about games. Yeah. So I went to the Cavs game. Yes. I want to talk about this before the end of the show. Okay. Um. Wow. The Cavs are deep, man. It was weird. Like Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade, these guys were paying $2.3 million to yeah. for a year. Mm-hmm. They normally make like 10 or 15. Yeah. So we're getting, like, great players for cheap. Our team's super deep. Our team's way better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Uh, Gordon Hayward, man. Did you hear about this? This guy broke his leg. Yeah, I, I more than heard about it. You I saw, saw it. it. You probably saw and heard it. I heard that it was quite sickening to hear, it, it's, let alone see yeah, in person. The snap I yeah. could hear. I, you, know, I sit, I'm, you know me, man. I buy nice tickets to these things. Sure. I live for your team. Yeah, you know, we I moved from California to here, and you know when I'm when I'm bored on a Tuesday afternoon, sometimes I'm just gonna buy Cavs tickets and go. Yeah. Uh, so it was opening day, so I wanted to go, and also Kyrie Irving was in town, so I wanted to go. But yeah, man, it sounded like I thought like a chair had broken, or it sounded like something had like like literally like wood snapping. <sighs> yeah. And then you see the guy's foot going the wrong direction, man. It was horrifying. Yeah. And he's screaming in agony for minutes. Like, he was really, really, really in pain. And it was just like, it was weird, man. Because, you know, you know how Cleveland fans are. We're fucking all full of bile and venom because Kyrie's in town. Right. It took the wind out of our sails that that night. Like, everyone was just kind of like, damn. You know, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, it it sucks because these people are, you know, these that's his livelihood. It's his his legs and his hands and his body. You know, so that guy is, I don't know. The nice thing about the NBA, for his sake, is that they do have guaranteed contracts. So right. he makes it. He gets. He gets to earn that money that he signed just this summer. Hundred eighteen million dollars, four year deal. Yeah, right. And he might never play again. We're not sure. Uh, so I hope he gets better. But the Cavs won. After all that, we went back and all of us were just watching a basketball game again. Mm-hmm. Halftime was Bell Biv DeVoe. 
Do you remember Belle Biv DeVoe? No. Poison? No? Oh, oh yes. yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Poison. Nice. They performed Poison. <laughs> and I'm like, how old are these guys? I'm sitting there watching them. Like, these guys got to be like 60 or something. I don't know. It was funny. We always get the, the corniest halftime shows, man. Yeah. Like Bismarcky, like just a friend guy he played one time. Oh, right, right, right. We've had some really corny halftime shows. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was funny. And then, yeah, this third quarter, Cavs came out really flat. Let the We were up by like 18 at the half. Let them all the way back into it. And the last play of the game, it's Kyrie Irving sh- shooting over LeBron James, and he misses the shot. So, I mean, there you go, Cleveland. Cleveland can rain down on that. Yeah, so Cleveland enjoyed that moment. Yeah. But it was weird. It was definitely weird. Um, I'm going to talk about another Cleveland thing because we haven't talked about this yet. I think I know what's coming here. The Indians yeah. lost to the Yankees. Yeah. And I didn't go to a single game. I didn't use Best Frank Firefly once Right. since we talked about it. I didn't even mention Best Frank Firefly. And we still lost. Fucking Yankees. Yeah. And now they're going to beat Houston, too. And Cleveland came off, like, what, a 22-23 game? Record-setting streak. streak. yeah. You know what? It's okay. We've got a good young team. Yep. If they did this well this year, they'll come back even stronger next year. Yeah. This is this is the kind of stuff that builds character. Yeah. But, man, that, that, that sucks. That's heartbreaking. But the weird thing that's happened is that since... I stopped using Best Frank Firefly. A new meme has appeared, and oh. it's me asking questions in Oculus. Oh, that's right. So now we have people that are photoshopping things into my hands because I'm holding my hands out. <laughs> so uh, there's one of me holding a boombox. There's one of me uh, holding an eggplant. There's one of me just making that gesture in front of a casting couch. You're so memeable. Yeah, I, I, it's, I am rather memeable, and it's just, it, it definitely. Uh, it's funny. It's like it's like ships passing in the night. Yeah. Like just when Best Frank Firefly's about to hit his first birthday, here comes briefcase man at Oculus Connect asking yeah. a question to John Carmack. <laughs> you know? So it's like there's the new meme for the year. Um I don't know why I keep getting memed. You should put that picture in the show notes. People need to see that. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll put the one with me wearing the Oculus uh Tom W. photoshopped me wearing an Oculus headset and holding the controllers. Yes. So I'll use that one. Prime choice. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's weird. Weird time to be a, uh, a Cleveland sports fan. To round it up, the Browns still suck. Oh, sure. And we're going back to Deshaun Kaiser this weekend instead of... You uh, know what? I'm fine with this because now I can put all my... I can put my heart and soul into cheering on the Leveland Burns. Yeah. So and we do have the Leveland Burns coming up on Halloween. Right. Uh so I'm excited about that. Uh but yeah. It was weird. That Cavs game was definitely It's been a weird week. Yeah. Very odd energy. Yeah. Nasty. It's the kind of week that just makes you want to take a shower every thirty minutes. Yep. <laughs> you know? It really is. And yeah, like I hope people aren't like I, I going back to the beginning of the show real quick. Like, I'm not I don't want to come off as sounding as an entitled games journalist. We're not. No. It's just we're frustrated as a company that's doing business that's unable to do what we do. Yeah. Af- with a long history of expectations of being able to do this. Right. 
So it's not, I don't want free shit. I don't care. You know, it's never been about that. I like getting access to people to talk to them so we can do interviews like the quake feature that you're working on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, do we even call that a quake feature anymore? Is it just like a mega feature? It's a mega feature. Should we just call quake, it a, quake qu- is at the center. It's like a mega feature. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's gone. It's gone to 21 chapters at this point. I've written 11 out of the 21. Yep. So I'm over the halfway mark. Yeah. I'll start providing updates on how many chapters we've edited next week. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I've you've looked, gotten through one or two. I, I, yeah, I've like I've I've looked at like 3 of them. Yeah. But I haven't like taken like notes like yeah. I did for chapter 4. Like I haven't done that yet, but right. I've been like kind of skimming through stuff and like, ooh. <laughs> like, there's yeah. just a lot of juice. There's a lot of meat in this. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of interesting I stories. I'm I'm glad it's to the point where someone else is reading this like, "Oh, there's some good stuff." I'm like, "Good, cuz I don't know, I don't know if I've been killing myself for the last 2 months for no reason or what." <laughs> I mean, the Yeah, to to American McGee. Mm-hmm. Just mild spoilers. Mhm. But to the guy toured with Nine Inch Nails, yep, Marilyn Manson, yeah, and then also worked with Michael Crichton, yep. That's interesting. Bummed to smoke off of uh, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, that was a great of story. Of all people, yeah. yeah, he has some great stories in there. Yeah, so it's someone I I've I've been interested in that gentleman for a while and learning a lot about him in that in that breakout chapter. So yeah, it's that's cool, mm-hmm. and I think. No matter what happens, we can still do stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's like I, I, I think that there's there's things that we're gonna do. I don't want to pat myself on the back because I know we're doing a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of irons in the fire, but I really feel features like this this mega feature will be part of what sets us apart. And and not yeah. every feature, like I was telling you, not every one of these is gonna be like twenty some chapters. No, they can't be. This is a big deal. And I'll explain why I'm actually gonna write an introduction to this thing because I think it warrants one. Because yeah. people are gonna load this like, Whoa, what is this? I just clicked on this book apparently. I'm um, so I'm gonna set the scene, but this is Quake is very near and dear to Shaq's heart. Mm-hmm. And also just to to mine and to yours because we grew up in this like the golden age. What I call it throughout the article is this was the golden age of the first person shooter, and uh, I want to add a lot of context to that and really explore yeah. it. Yep, that's why I ever found Shack News was this game. So it makes sense for us to to go back and look at it and also just remind people, just like there there are so many moments in the 90s yeah that set the path for all these other devs that we see today yep and it's just it's important to be mindful of that it is it even is. if you don't play those games just know that they existed yeah donovan <laughs> <sighs> Donovan. <laughs> he's 19 right he wasn't even born when quake came out that's crazy yeah you know what i forgot to mention our sponsor oh <gasps> Yeah, let's do our let's you know sponsor. This week's sponsor is Swenson's Drive-ins. They have I think like six locations in Northeast Ohio, maybe seven. Yeah, they're a drive-in burger joint with great milkshakes, all sorts of stuff. They you, have, you pull up and someone comes rushing out, running, to take your order, like running full tilt. Yeah, and then they like stop right at your door. Yeah, and they're like, "What can I get you?" You know, and they're all very enthusiastic young people. Yep. So yeah, um, go there. Get the galley boy. Get some, I, you favorite. know what I got? I got some onion rings today. How were they? Their onion rings are really good. Have you, you had them? No, I haven't. Have you had the onion rings at Eurogyro? No. I need to try. Are those good too? Yeah. 
Okay. I want you to try both of these and tell me which. I, I'm I, I'm I having will. a dilemma because they're different style. They're uh, I think it's just different batters. Clearly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, they're both good. They both fall into the Northeast Ohio diet. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, since 1934, Swenson's Drive-ins, <laughs> place to get fat really quickly. Yep. It's great though. Yeah, it is. And it's like 0.3 miles from my house. <sighs> yeah. It's like hard not like most days I feel like it's it's a waste of my time to go to Belton Village and get Chick-fil-A when I could just yes. go to Swenson's. Yeah. And you know, you know <clears throat> El Rincon is on the same street. It's literally right down the street from yeah. Swenson's. The, both are within viewing distance of the other. Yeah. And, and then my Starbucks is right there too. Right. I lit- I have an electric car, right? So yeah. I can drive. Maybe I drove up to Cleveland, you know, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I used a hundred. I used one hundred twenty miles of my battery. Right. I still had like another hundred twenty left. That's awesome. Most days I drive less than like ten miles. Just <laughs> 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 <'Cause> <laughs> based on where I live. Right. Uh. But yeah, go to Swenson's if you're in. If you're in Jackson Township, which you're probably not, because you listen to us over. Which is too bad for you. A series of tubes. But yeah, if you have the money and you want to have an exotic uh, vacation, come to Jackson Township, just north of Canton, Ohio, northwest of Canton, Ohio. We have yet to incorporate into the city. You know, it's funny. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. We're not part of the city of Canton. Nope. Although my address is. Yeah, so is mine. Yeah. But Jackson Township is like, we're our own thing. I think we have different property taxes and all that stuff. Different school districts. Yeah. You know how that's all. Jackson that, schools. Yeah. All that stuff. Belden schools. And, you know, I live by the school. So yeah. I hear the polar bears. That's the name of the team. Okay. Uh, when they're practicing, you know, they, when the band is playing. Right. You, you know, this is Ohio. We we love our football. Right. So Friday night lights, right? Right. So <laughs> every Friday, apparently when we win, I'm saying we, I never went there. Um, they fire off fireworks and that's been startling lola the past few weekends oh no she's not a fan of that poor lola i know but anyway support your local high school football team you know do it for shack news do it for shack news and yeah you know i i don't want to get into ethics and games dribbleism discussion about mutant football league but i am a backer of the game so i am backing it i have a i bought a team in the game yeah for shack news so buy the game if you want a game that is a football game that isn't madden yeah <laughs> a little fun it's an arcade style game uh based on mutant league football but not mutant league football it's mutant football league mm-hmm. and it's kind of like nfl blitz they, they borrowed some from that they got dirty tricks in it they're pretty funny you can give your running back a chainsaw oh, that's and awesome. he's like untackleable <laughs> you can like pay off refs it's, it's funny that's it's, cool it's a funny game and cool. um i kind of wish they went with my original team name but whatever it's all good yeah hopefully that game comes out on switch too i hope so because that would be a great game to play on switch yeah oh we can't let the show go without this doom got a release date on switch yes 11 10 11 slash 10 11 out of 10 get it oh that's got to be what they're doing out of 10, yeah right they love that though skyrim came out on 11 11 2011 mm-hmm. skyrim comes out the next week 11 17 17 hmm. so you get skyrim and doom within a week of each other yeah 
Yeah, I'm excited about Doom on Switch. Yeah, that's I'm really looking forward to that. Haven't heard about Rocket League on Switch. Uh, Serpico pointed out that the same com- the same uh, company is porting both Doom and Rocket League to Switch. Oh, cool. So that's interesting to know. So hopefully they're in good hands. I, I think so. From what we've seen so far, we've seen some Doom footage. Yeah, but uh, we've been jabbering on for an hour and 30 minutes or so. So we should wrap it up. I'll do the usual shout outs. All right. Go to shacknews.com for your just just go. Yeah. For everything. Got a lot of stuff. Go to shacknews.com slash chatty to see some other crazy things. People talking about things. Yeah. That Rosewood everything. thread was great. Which when one someone was this? they autocorrected his they changed the autocorrect dictionary on his iPhone. Oh yeah. I so that. when he types iPhone it says uh a word a body part a body part Mm -hmm. male body part that was a funny thread that was funny it's a very funny thread yeah shackers are very creative yeah we help them procrastinate at work yeah it's definitely but everyone i show to even millennials you know because that's a that's a key demographic to focus on when you're showing things to people yeah they're baffled by how engaged the chatty users are because it's like a very old looking forum but man it's a great place to go talk about shoes or tipping or you know it's, whatever it's old looking but it's so easy to follow conversations yep i would that's rather true. keep that style i know so yeah um go there go to modojo.com for mobile gaming news mm-hmm. uh go to gamerhub.tv for kind of gamer culture other takes on games maybe not from shaka or from our editor-in-chief over there uh, steve Taminsky. mm-hmm uh go to shack or what are we shack news games on yeah. youtube the guy who owns youtube.com slash shack news if you're out there just give it to me yeah come on that's kind of a dick move um and if you have if you there's like eight thousand gamer hubs on youtube so ours is youtube.com slash gamer hub videos mm-hmm. that would be our channel subscribe to both of those go watch our videos and then like them and if you like them a lot share them on the social media uh, and then, yeah, twitch.tv slash Shack News. I should have more to announce about what the hell we're doing on our Twitch channel soon. Very cool. Uh, we also got Extra Life coming up, so we have to get on that. Yeah. Figure out how the hell we're going to do that. Probably here. Thinking doing it here. Right here? Maybe. <laughs> I, all right, awesome. All right, I'll make that drive. I mean, <sighs> I, I, I could get some other people up here probably, but yeah, I was thinking, yeah, let's just do this. Right. Lola can be on the stream that way. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Like we don't want to leave her out. Idea. No. And then I'm thinking of trying to come up with ways uh, to incentivize people to donate. So like five dollars will play your Mario Maker level things like I've seen other streamers do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like some sort of incentives. Like I'll play for an hour with a shoe on my head if someone donates a hundred dollars. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sure. So I think uh, we can get creative with it. I uh, think so. I'll send an email out soon. Cool. about that um i don't know should i do my soapbox thing i feel like i was on a soapbox this whole episode climb out climb back up one more time okay if you're on social media the internet and you're reading something don't say you're not even reading you're just sharing right if you're sharing something on the internet like you hit that retweet button and it's a link to an article click the link read the article yep think about what you just read Think if it's real or not. Then decide to share it. It's not that hard. No. If you see a video on the internet, and like 
you're just sharing it before you know or reacting on right. facebook you can react right right you don't even share it you're just reacting just react to it now on on twitter let's talk about this for a second on twitter you have retweet and you have like yes and like used to basically just be bookmarking mm-hmm. now it's like like means you're going to share this to your friend's timeline at some random time dictated by the twitter algorithm yeah so both of those are a means of sharing so before you like or retweet read the article watch the video think about what you're sharing be informed before you hit the like button on facebook click the link it helps the writers out yeah it keeps the sites in business do it do it for shack news it's not hard no and it'll make you a more informed reader or more informed sharer of information a more informed viewer and maybe you'll have a different opinion of the people you're sharing if you're just sharing a site based on their headline how do you know if they're not saying something horrible under there? And a lot of fake news is being spread this way. Yeah. So it's like, just think about it. And I was thinking even when I see stories about stories being fake news, oh my God. It's like a, we're in this feedback loop <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. So it's like, I won't share stories about stories being fake news. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't even want to give the fake news the attention. No. no. So it's like, I'm not trying, like I said, this whole episode feels like I've been on a soapbox. But yeah, I am a little mad at Nintendo. I am. You should be. And I, and it bothers me when I see something get like a thousand likes and like 20 page views. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, actually read what you're liking. Yeah. Quit, like, unless no one can read. But even if you can't read, just click the link. Yeah. It helps us. It does. It really does. But do read it because we but put read time it. into into crafting this. Learn thing. to read. Yeah. And then read our articles. Learn to can. read at Shack News. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. That'll be one of the things in the redesign. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, if you did. Fun episode. Pretty pretty intense. Maybe next week we'll, we'll have we'll come back and we'll, we'll deal with the fallout. <laughs> for this yeah it will be dig ourselves out from the rubble whatever the hell uh, yeah i mean yeah we should record the podcast like the 28th oh yeah man <laughs> you know what yeah we should talk about that but we should, no, we should definitely we yeah we can't record the 28th because that would be yeah the 27th no. yeah the 27th D-Day yeah for, yeah the, the, for mario wolfenstein Ass oranges. Ass oranges. Uh, lots of games coming out. Stranger yeah. Things 2 comes out that day. Oh, that's right. A lot of people are excited about that. Oh. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't watch things. Yeah. I'm too old for that. Apparently, I'm watching Vampire Diaries instead of this popular Netflix show. Yeah. You know what I'm watching? YouTube. Yeah. I watch I watch more YouTube than I do TV. I watch Norm MacDonald interview people. He has good interviews. And then... David Letterman was on Jimmy Kimmel this week. Yes, that I bookmark. You know, so I bookmark YouTube videos by like I'll start it and then I'll close it if I don't have time to watch it. But it's in my history, so I can go back to it. Yep. I want to watch that interview. Have you watched the whole thing? Yeah. Is it good? Oh yeah. Okay. It's great. I love Letterman. Yeah. I was firmly in the Letterman camp. He has a Netflix show. Oh really? Yeah. What kind of show is it? Is he a- wouldn't say anything about it? But it's coming. Yeah. Okay. He said he's trying to get Donald Trump and the Pope as guests. <laughs> at the same time no that no, might be too much that was the joke jimmy kimmel actually yeah. said but yeah um yeah i'm excited for him to be back on any yeah. form of tv yeah uh, and actually the norm mcdonald interview with david Lerman is awesome so go check that out um but yeah that's 
that'll be my last shout out for the day yeah and shout out to all of our fellow sites that are going through this shit it's fucking sucks yep <laughs> like you know um just some nintendo sites that i really like yeah you know like i, I shout out nintendo world report uh i like go nintendo a lot kevin cassidy mm-hmm. does great work over there um and yeah even content creators youtubers that are just honest people they're just doing their work i i didn't want to sound like we're denigrating them at all welcome it's, to the industry yeah it's just welcome this is the shit you go through yeah, it's like welcome to the jungle right yeah but if this is a precedent being set by nintendo we are in for it's gonna be rough man yeah it's gonna be a rough 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 time ahead it is because shackers care about two things games on pc and nintendo games yep you know so bethesda makes a lot of games on pc nintendo makes a lot of nintendo games yeah i'd say 100 percent nintendo games this has got a lot of uh, games coming out on nintendo switch they sure do so props to them yeah that'll be fun i i'm dude by the end of the year to have doom rocket league mario zelda just all those games is gonna be outstanding yep it's, it's i think this is nintendo's best year ever except for these little decisions but yeah they don't need us we'll, we'll see maybe we'll do an end of the year recap for the for the big three console manufacturers oh, sony's man. will take like two minutes or uh xbox will take like two minutes xbox cuphead i still have to play cuphead yeah so do i i'm gonna play it on you Steam. have to beat breath of the wild still yeah, I I will I will I will finish Breath of the Wild so we can do our spoiler. Make cast. some progress in the next week, dude. I'm writing a book for you. I know. <laughs> I'm like telling you to go play this game that takes forever. Yeah. Instead I, of doing this thing that takes forever. You know what? For the past, <laughs> not this week. This week I've bounced between the Quake feature and other projects. But last week, the week before, the week before that, I I did nothing but this. I'm writing books in record time here. Yeah. This is yeah. It's gonna be a big thing. I'm excited about it. No, it's yeah, I am too, man. But holy crap, play some Zelda. Yeah, find that to. find that time. I need to <laughs> find that toilet break. Even Amy, Bring Amy, the switch with you. <laughs> Amy got really into that game too, and she mentioned the other day. She's like, I really watched missing you play that game. I'm like, I miss playing that game. Yeah. So I think we're going to actually have like a Zelda weekend. Yeah, Just gonna dig into it. Yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, maybe have Zelda and uh vampire diaries like switch on and off between the two yeah <laughs> yeah i will be much dirtier sitting there in my pajamas playing <laughs> zelda all week and then anyone will in those crypts. anyone on vampire diaries in those crypts and old tombs and oh man i'm kind of thankful i haven't had to watch that show in a while not no offense to fans of it but no the thing is like i'm kind of like the more i watch it, i'm like this is pretty cool what's gonna happen to so oh you're falling into the trap i am you know i'll I'll give that show credit where credit is due like they have some good stories and some good characters and some good acting but it's it's a cw show for sure at its core you know yeah so there's your review (laughs) yeah the the shows of shows of beautiful people it's on netflix yeah so you could be watching other shows i could but you're watching that yep did you see south park no no you haven't watched this i let so when i keep up with shows i tend to like to watch shows when they're done so i can watch them at my own pace yeah shows like uh south park i let the whole season pile up and then i go through it and like oh man last week's was great because i was at oculus connect and it's about mark zuckerberg oh 
Oh, one last thing. Well, okay. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> the security at Oculus Connect. Let's talk about this for a second. All right. Day one. Metal detectors. Bag searches. Yeah. Empty your pockets. Even for journalists. Yeah. Day two. Nothing. Nothing? Security guards all went home. What's the difference? No security. Well, what, what do you think? Oh. What, what do you think the difference between day one and day two were? I guess everyone's already there. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. I'm a brown guy. Yeah. I could have had a dirty bomb in my hotel room Dude, and I brought feel, it in I day feel bad two. Because you, you always get searched. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, All right. what, what was the difference? I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg wasn't there on day two. Oh. So they only cared about the security of Mark Zuckerberg. Not anyone who is attending. Yeah. Think about that, America. Yeah. (laughs) That's some shit right there. That is. is. I wanted to leave that on the plate for those shackers who made it to the very end of this episode. 1%. God bless them. Yeah. Really. No, I thank you guys so much for listening. Leave a comment. Go out there on the iTunes, the Stitchers, and the Google Plays. Review us. Give us thumbs up or hearts or whatever. Share. Go on Reddit. But listen first. Yeah, share. But listen to the podcast. Yeah, Bad Kitty shares us all the time. I don't think she's heard an episode. I'm going to call her out right now. Have you heard an episode, Bad Kitty? Let me know because then I will send you a signed picture of Lola. Yeah. But she doesn't hear this. She won't know. It'll be a good test. And I love her. No, she's great. <laughs> Big Shaq new supporter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just like kind of calling her out. It'll be a nice test. It will. Um, so yeah. Any anyone else, you can hit me up on, on the Twitter at, at Technosucks. Send me pictures of your dogs. Not really yeah, I, cats too, but mainly dogs. Mainly dogs. Like I, I tolerate Greg with his cat. His cat's actually pretty cute. Yeah. Nessie. I'm looking at Nessie right now. Yeah. There's a picture of Greg and his wife in wizard outfits riding Nessie in my living room. Yeah. That's how we roll check news. So, yeah, that's the show. Um, Go out there and do it for Shack News. <laughs>